like a car, I know. isn't it? Like when you really think about what a monopoly that that is, you could finance negative equity on a depreciating asset, but right. on an appreciating asset, you can't finance negative equity. That you're going to live in. Yeah. And you're going to live like, in this thing. Oh, and by the way, it doesn't have wheels and can roll off. So KW recently just got fined $40 million for their agents calling the do not call registry. They were sending out robocalls, text messages, and basically just reaching out to people that were on the do not call registry and got a pretty nasty hand slapping over it of $40 million. Is that a hand slapping or more of like a butt whooping? What do you guys think? <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on their balance sheet. <laughs> but I would say $40 million is a butt slapping. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's, a, that's a spanking. This is a statement. This is more than a fine. This is a statement to the realtor community to stop cold calling. Yeah. Stop. Do we know how they got, I mean, they probably do it more prevalent, KW, right? It's kind of a, a core model for them for a long period of time, especially when we held our license there for several years. But you know other companies do it, so why KW? Just because it was more frequent? Like, do we know? Well, they have almost 200,000 real estate agents, They had, like, and people were obviously calling in or, or, or submitting them on the, you know, as a, as a fine and violating the do not call registry. And that overarching brand, right? Even though each each particular KW is a franchise, obviously KW International is is who they went after because they have the deepest pockets. Yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is an actual lawsuit? Who was the lawsuit from? So it was a class action lawsuit yeah. against oh, okay. KW and against their so agents. So several. So yeah, it was class action, so several. And So do all of the agents have to pay something? Yeah, uh, yeah, how does that work? It wouldn't, surprise me. It. it wouldn't surprise me if, it, well, they're probably going to have to foot the bill, and I guess guess, who's, gonna, guess whose splits are going up? They're going to give uh, <laughs> the, ro- the royalties <laughs> just went up. That's right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. That that that, that, that cap just got raised. There's going to be a new fee. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's going to be the, the, cap the, the, the TCPA from... fee. <laughs> 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 They'll charge KW agents in perpetuity. So no, this is this is a big deal, and it I is think, a very big deal. You know, I what we were talking about when this news broke was that hey, you don't need to cold call; you can warm call, right? You yep. just have to do top of funnel marketing strategies, bring people in, have a list of people that have opted into your information, and then you can actually warm call them, warm reach out to them versus a cold call. But what we know is is not a lot of agents do that, right? Because it requires system and process. You actually have to have something to capture that leads information. But first, you have to have a unique value proposition displayed to that client, and then now they're raising their hand wanting to have a conversation with you. Huh, what a concept. (laughs) (laughs) But this is like a legit concern for a lot of agents. This is how a lot of agents get their start in real estate is by cold calling. Absolutely. This is how a lot of agents say, hey, I don't like calling because they throw throw up something like this, like, oh, what if they're on the do not call list? I I get it fine. I, I I don't need to call, so... Um. Yeah, it's I mean, for the record, you can't too. you can have it scrubbed right against the DNC, the Do Not Call Registry. Um, you know, again, because I I don't want to be the I am a fan of prospecting, right? I mean, you guys all know that about me. I do believe that you should inspire the conversation, and sometimes take it to the client, but there need there has to be based on a need, right? Like sometimes doing some of this ambulance chasing that's that's going on, where like for example, uh, I'm sure one of the ones that got hit the most was probably just the overall pulling a uh, a neighborhood and doing just listed, just sold calls, right? 
And then they're getting somebody, yeah, we're thinking about it from the fall. Okay, cool. Well, can I come over tonight at three o'clock to, to talk to you about selling your house tomorrow? Right. When, when it's, you know, it's like that ambulance chasing and it's not, to me, that's what gives that whole prospecting and, you know, kind of the used car salesman mentality of the, uh, of the industry where I think sometimes people start looking down at agents in that circumstance because they get commission breath. Well, we talked last week about the Reddit story yep. of the, the person whose house expired in August and it's now January and they're still, still having agents show up and, and one agent waited two hours <laughs> outside for <laughs> the seller to come out. out dude. And yeah, it's and so I think that, well, we know transaction count is lower. Yep. And so we know that agents may be getting a little desperate. You think this is this is from Circle Prospecting, right? That's what I would anticipate. They're calling people in the neighborhood and saying, oh, they're getting that. Because we we've had those calls before. Yeah. It's, we're like, hey, dude, I'm an agent. It's like, hey, your neighbor's house sold for top dollar. And yeah, we're four doors for, down. Did you know that? And that yeah. sort of thing. They're yeah, trying to yeah sneak absolutely. In. Hmm. I don't know. It's probably a lot of calling. But yeah. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, sellers out there that, that are raising their hand where, people, where it's just hidden, right? I mean, like the, the for sale by owners of, of Zillow right now. Yep. You could jump on to jump onto Zillow, find a bunch of for sale by owners in your area and start calling those. I mean, those are those are people that have their information right on, on Zillow. So it's they're they're you're able to call them since they, they advertise their phone number and their information on, on Zillow. They're fair game. They're fair game. So and and I think that's a whole segment of people that you could go after. Uh, what would you say if you call them? They have a cash offer for you. <laughs> Good answer. That's, so that's exactly, that's candidly, that's would where you I was going to go Would you be interested in me too? coming over and yep. uh, taking a look and I'll show you show you the cash offer? Yeah, like simple our, one. Like one client. of the ones I talk about our member base using is, hey, I see uh, your house on Main Street is for sale. Is it still available? Yes. Okay, great. I actually happen to have a cash buyer that's shopping inside this area and it looks like this property would meet their criteria. So would you mind if I come by and verify a few facts and conditions about the particular property? And if so, they're ready to move forward and make a cash. And just so you know, they actually a unique cash buyer that allows you to close anytime between the next 21 days or as long uh, as far out as 90 days. Is that something that would be a, a fit for you and your family? Sure. Cool. Right. So it's like start re- building rapport and those types of things. So to Jay's point, there's people out there raising their hand. And then to our point, Kayla, was having a unique value proposition that starts the conversation. Yeah, my advice to agents would be sometimes it's hard, right? Because you're you're looking at the deal and obviously, you know, we're in the business of selling properties and then we get rewards for selling those properties. Just make, just make sure building that initial relationship, really finding out why they want to sell is most important. Achieve that first, you know, uh, you know m- make, make sure that they're making the decision. You're not trying to force anything on them. Unfortunately, I don't, you know, some some people operate that way. And obviously there's a ton of people who don't. But, you know, just being ar- around enough transactions year over year over year, you see it a lot in the industry. So that would be my advice. You know, there's lots of opportunity out there and you'll get more opportunities when you truly, you know, achieve the goals that they were looking for without, you know, forcing anything upon them. Yeah. You know what I find about our industry as a whole? Uh, not ironic, funky, however, whatever, you know, word you want to use there, is candidly, this is an industry that's supposed to be fiduciary-based, right? Meaning that you're putting your client's highest and best interest above your own, right? That's why you earn that commission inside of that. And without a doubt, I would say, and I, I don't want to blanket the industry as a whole because obviously there's 
there's the rock star agents and, you know, the operate off fiduciary, et cetera. So not as a whole, but I would say widely, this is a agent first operation and a lot of, and a lot of actions. And that's what is fine to me is I think probably constitutes, right? Like is it's that commission chasing because it's an oversaturated industry, which again, um, I think we'll, I know we're going to talk about Robert Refgren, uh, live here in just a second, but, um, where the industry, you know, 1.6 million active agents probably will drop down, right? And it, especially with the transaction counts projected to, to fall not, the way not that properly. It is going to high shake probability. out happening. Well, we talk about the thinning of the herd. Yeah, we, thatching. Right. We, and we know that that's coming and we know that the, we're raising the bar because only few will survive, right? But so let's talk a little bit about Robert Refkin. He was on CNBC this morning live talking about Compass, talking about market changes, talking about purchase applications being up 25% week over week, talking about how his agents are now showing more homes than than they were, you know, last month, et cetera. So a lot of indicators that the housing market has bottomed out and we're back to normalizing and, and back to the new normal. Well, what are our thoughts on that? Well, I, I and. He also dropped a bomb that <laughs> they spent a billion dollars on their end-to-end technology, and I've never seen it. You seen it? I like, have. Does anyone a whole, that's know what a, that's that looks such like? A, that's such a big. Like top. he said, a billion dollars. Like, a he did. Billion. Not a not a million. Hold other, on other though, because that's such a big topic that I think that that like that could send us off, you know, in a lot of ways. Let's address that first that that first part. Well, he though. said it on CNBC. Know, a billion. He, so, they spent a billion dollars. I almost uh, yeah, dude. On I their mean, tech stack. Well, and not only that, remember they had a thousand developers. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. He also said that too. It's you know, yeah, at some point, thousand developers. Just, <laughs> they don't. It's just a waste of money. Yeah, one tree branch isn't talking Jeez. to the other one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they wasted a lot of money because because yeah. there's oh, nothing to show for and it. Burn rate. Hey, if you're enjoying this content, please remember to like, comment, subscribe, and ring the notification bell. We release a new podcast every Tuesday. I don't know about there's nothing to show for it, but he talks about this well, utopian to end, technology yeah. where an agent can a go single end code to base. End he tries to say that to sound like yeah. like clickbaity on on CNN. <laughs> yeah, a billion dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money to spend on a tech stack that like none of us agents know about, right? If, if, they, if they had some massive, amazing tech tech stack, I think as an agent, I would know about it well, and, and know what it does. And we all know the end to end piece of technology in our industry because there are so many facets of it pretty much doesn't exist, right? That's why they have like integrations, Zapier integrations and those types of things to bridge your technologies together because most of the time, right, regardless of, of capital, anytime that anybody's trying to take these things on, either A, they're ineffective, they're inefficient, there's too much going on or they break. And and it's because the code base, as he said, in that circumstance has issues anytime it tries to branch over and pull from that many, um, you know, database Piece, pieces of things. So, so th- they don't have a cash offer platform because we have several Compass agents. We using have a lot Zoom of Compass Zoom agents. Studios, so, <laughs> I don't. They're, they didn't. They didn't um, throw that in there in that nope. billion dollar bill. If you had access yeah, white to service. a billion dollars, what would you build? Real mm. estate industry. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good question. I wouldn't be stupid enough to try and think I could build end to end. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> But let's go back to what he said. So, because I mean, I find that even interesting. Where you're, I mean, again, if if he's got the data, I mean, that's cool. I'd like to see what the source is, but where it's up twenty five percent as far as that goes. Let me ask you guys, because I mean, Jay Keith, you guys obviously deal with um, a lot of the the offers and operations on on that type of thing. Have you guys noticed an uptick 
in the in the demand in the properties that that directly work with yes there's yeah, been sure. there's a lot more showings a lot more showings and um some of these properties have have turnaround times out them the last 30 days have been a little quicker that's awesome yeah Right, so what multiple we're... offers? We had some with multiple offers. That's yeah, good. and that doesn't happen that often. Yeah. One one sold for fifteen thousand dollars above the list. When's Ooh. the last time you heard that? It's <laughs> been months. So, yeah, yeah. say six months. months. Yeah, six months a year ago. Hey, another nugget that came from Robert Refkin is he said that Compass is no longer paying agents to come over. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let's let's I, let's put a spotlight I, on that because he kind of slid that it in. It was definitely the PC version, but this is essentially yeah. what he said. Yeah. Yeah. The word, financial incentives. Yeah, we're yeah. no longer offering financial <laughs> incentives. So uh, we laugh because that was kind of the gig of Compass, and and they're not in the Phoenix market yet, yeah. and so we've not been propositioned to join them. But in the markets that they were in, what they would do is they would go into the market. And they would find the top producing agents and they would say, hey, come over and we will pay you to come over. So they got all the top agents to come over. And then after they got the top agents to come over, all the other agents said, oh, all of these top agents are going to Compass. So yep. I should go to Compass. And we're definitely a herd mentality yep. in real estate. And so what one does soon will follow suit. And these so, were sizable bonuses. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like it was hundreds of thousands of dollars. Some, I know. I mean, there may have been some million dollar ones. Some of these teams. Yeah. And some of these were mega, mega them. teams. Dang, I wish they would have came to Phoenix. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they have paid us. Yeah. Exit. Yeah. <laughs> we could Come do join that. our brand. Yeah. So that was that was really interesting. Uh, in, in other tech talk news, uh, it looks like there was some breaking news last week that Boomtown was acquired oh, by yes. Inside Real Estate. And so I thought that was kind of interesting. So Inside Real Estate powers several real estate technologies, including probably the one you've mostly heard of is Conversion. Yep. KV Core. KV yep. Core. Oh, the yeah. Used to be conversion, right? Yeah, yeah. It was when it was when it was back in the day. When it was good, it was conversion. KV Core, in my opinion, is that was our first like I love the RM. Yeah, our IDX CRM was. It was our first like lead generating. Yeah, lead generating. Remember when you got Boomtown and conversion? You got an early onset. Conversion was before Boomtown. I think Boomtown was even out when conversion was like. Well, you had Commissions Inc. before they turned Sync, right? And you had Tiger Leads, which was like kind of like the early onset of that. You had Tiger Leads. Boomtown, conversion. I'm pretty sure conversion was. I'm like not sure. Very but first. I, I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna fact I feel check like this. Boomtown was was the first was the first big dog. Really? I I, I think so. I'm not. I don't think so because. Does it matter? When we, when we first saw conversion, it was <laughs> like, wow, this matter? is cool. It right? was so cool. I'm with you. It was like, so I've never cool. seen it was like anything game like game changer. It. Yep, it was game changer. It was uh, it was the new must have technology, kind of like a cash offer platform. So it looks like Boomtown. Boomtown <laughs> yeah. was founded in 2006. Yeah. And let's see when conversion. 2011. Okay. Elliot, so Boomtown right. gets the. Well, all right. I, I get Boomtown. every 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 I've never, I never heard of Boomtown before. Let's then. let's say it because he doesn't hear it often. You were right. You were right, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> I just just enjoy that moment. No. You were right. A, 2006. So that was a that was a full five years. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. a long well, time. what was wild too about that whole thing, and I think this is very relevant. What's going on for what's going on in our industry today, is remember that you could only access it if you were a broker, right? Uh, in the in the early in the early days, it which was version or Boomtown? Which one? Both of them. Both of them. Okay. They both rolled out that, then they came out with their in, you know agent adoption, team adoption platforms because they were too expensive for ninety nine yeah. percent of the agents to take on themselves, right? Like Boomtown. Like I remember when I was a because it was like one of my first years of 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 being an owner, it was like. Five or six thousand dollars a month for the platform. It was hella expensive, you know, at the mm. time. So 
Yeah. Well, right, right. Yeah. We've had, we've included had ads and stuff like that that they were going to uh, run. But I mean, they were actually just lead generating things and then they added on the CRMs afterwards, right? So there you go, Robert Refkin. There's some technology evolvement for you. <laughs> the adoption, right? Create the lead. Hey, Convert the lead. Any any idea what Boomtown was acquired for? Do we have any idea? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't disclosed. disclosed. It's got to be pretty sizable, man. I mean, Boomtown is it's still expensive, and they have like they have like what a hundred. They claim to have a hundred, two hundred thousand agents on the platform. Do they really? Yeah, it's it's hella big. But they're also inside inside um real estate was they were firing people too. There were layoffs. Layoffs. Well, they just acquired this big ass technology. Yeah, like, and, and, let some people go now, people go. dude. I mean, <laughs> crazy. honestly, I'm I'm really. I have to admit, I like we didn't even talk about it that much. Uh, that much, but I'm actually very, very surprised by it. I know inside real estate has deep pockets, and you know, obviously the KV core and all that. But I mean, they they li- that their only competitor now is going to be Sync. Yeah, right? but uh, Sync might sink because Sync might I mean, sink. It's pretty. Um, that's pretty big. That's a Dude. big, big. Now that they can, you know, they they came together. It's it's um it's a behemoth. I think that people like options though, yep. and I think that you know there's there's the market for it. So I don't see it as being negative. I don't think that Sync is going to be like squeezed out now nah. just because they no. join forces. No, Sync has some out, really but... cool tech things in their platform. I think that like your your practitioners you know, use with some of the, 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 the triggering, the way that they build their landing pages, right? Not to go too techy on us, but like KB Core and a lot of that stuff, they've really parsed it out. Like where it used to be like, you had the platforming and all these cool tools. Now it's add on this, 200 bucks, add on this, 200 bucks. Yeah. Right. And there, there's, yep. I think that they, they, not all agents like that, where Sync is still, you pretty much get everything and you can, you yeah. can build a really cool kick-ass site. Well, Sync definitely has that. the add-ons, that's for sure. But I think that what we can appreciate is when the platform, it really is there to serve you. And I think that every time you have to turn around and upgrade and pay for something else, it just feels like you're getting fleeced. Yeah. But then I can also, now that we run a technology company, I can see it from the technology company There's angle. There's expense to it. Where it is expensive yeah, to run technology. Then. It is expensive to build technology. Huh. Like You have no idea how expensive it is to build technology that's cool, that works. Just ask and... Robert Refkin. He spent a billion dollars on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Rob. True. True. What you spend, bro? It's expensive. It's expensive. And it's worth it, right? And so that's, I was like having this internal dialogue yesterday about, you know, building Zudelio and all that we have learned and and how expensive and not only expensive, but time consuming. Not only time consuming, but we put all of our energy into this where that opportunity cost is lost because if all of that energy and effort went into this, it didn't go into something else. And so it it is definitely worth it and expensive. Well, dude, that is such fire what you just said right there because like what pro identify the problem, solve the problem. And then here's the, here's the, the gamble of it all is once you identify the problem, your solution to that problem, you don't know if it's going to work. Well, by the time you, <laughs> by the time you built it, it may, that problem may already be gone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of unique, I mean, it's constantly evolving, right? That's, that's, that is the cool space. I mean, that's why I love the real estate industry that we've been in the last five to 10 years is it's just getting sharper and better. And we're actually, I would say, moving towards such a uh, a fluid transactional experience, right? Like where I know that there's a lot of theories that a house could turn into, you know, more of like trading it like a, a commodity and all those types of things down down the road and being able to move with the click of a button. I mean, which we're, we are fast approaching that, right? So being able to order up that home sale. 
Order Absolutely. up that home purchase. I yeah, love it. And that won't work for everybody, though, unless they put a big down payment. You live in your house a decent amount of time to even get something out of it. Yep. So, I mean, I, I think it'll go there, but I don't know if it'll happen at I, a mass, I don't think it, mass scale, though. I agree with you. I, I don't think it'll ever be the entire sector. It'll be a portion of the sector. Yeah. But it has to get better. I mean, I could go to the Cadillac dealership and buy a $100,000 <laughs> Escalade yep. and, and drive it home today and today. have it. But I couldn't go buy a hundred thousand dollar house today and have it. Correct with a loan. It's the process sucks, and you should be able to finance negative equity into your new house, just like a car. I know, isn't <laughs> it? Like when you really think about what a monopoly that that is, you could finance negative equity on a depreciating asset, but right. on an appreciating asset, you can't finance negative equity that you're going to live in. Yeah, and you're going to live like, in this thing. Oh, and by the way, it doesn't have wheels and can roll off. Like. <laughs> I, I mean, how bass backwards is that? It's that is. That's <laughs> so a bad I, I think until those those problems get fixed, then who knows, right? It it, it is. Maybe, maybe they never will be. I guess we'll see. Well, there's definitely <laughs> a lot of shakeup in the industry, yeah. and I know that we're all on pins and needles over the commission lawsuit against NAR yep. because that could really change the trajectory of sure. residential real estate as we know it. Uh, but we're going to table that until time comes for that lawsuit to be heard. A lot going on, guys. So what are our parting thoughts for those that are listening and they're just, you know, maybe feeling it's a little bit slower. They're trying to build some momentum in their business. Let's give everybody just like a piece of encouragement before we end today's podcast. You know, for me, it's the the same thing that we're doing with our team here and simplifying the message, like paring down what you deliver, right? One of my, I think I sent you guys the the IG uh, post by Hermosi. Shocking that I brought that up. Where he's talking about he's stealing a Russell Brunsonism, where you have to pare down your message to basically a fifth grade, seventh grade reading level or lower. Um, now Russell Brunson's is fifth grade or lower. Well, I think that that actually is very true with even agents running their business. What are your three simple things that have to happen that single day? Right? Like, is it a like all all still a Tom Ferryism? Make a call to to a past client, make a call to a new lead, and make a call to your SOI. Like every single day, just inspire a conversation because the ripple effects of what that happens. And then you do that times times five, times 22 workdays, you know, um, a, a month, right? The, the ripple effects off of those are huge. Don't overcomplicate it. Love it. I, th- I, I Yes, 100%. I think the issue is with anything, regard, you know, even outside the real estate industry, but we'll obviously keep it spe- specific to that. Not everyone's going to be consistent at that because they don't enjoy it. So find something that yeah, you can relate to or go, you know what? I'm going to train my ass off and get really good at it. And then just be super consistent with that and lead with the cash offer. How, however you want to create those leads, find out what you like and, and, and create those leads, but lead with that value proposition. And it's easy. It's a really it easy. Is easy. This the hardest part is, I guess, finding what you like and can be consistent with bringing in new uh, opportunities to have those real estate conversations. Hold on, let me let me give a little asterisk on what you just said there, because what you said is actually super revolutionary. So find what you like, do what you like to do, then amplify it with cash. And one of the biggest and most challenging things for agents is to find access to the capital. Seeker for you, Sutili, I'll get you access to cash. Yes, we sure do. What's a Zudelio? <laughs> Check a- it out, Zudelio.com. Okay, product plugging, but I would <laughs> a million percent agree with you. 
Hey, I think we are bombarded with messaging every single day. In the 1970s, the average person saw about 500 advertisements or marketing messages a day. In the 1990s, people saw 5,000 marketing or advertising messages a day. Today, it's estimated that we see 35,000 marketing or advertising messages every single day. So it is a noisy, noisy world. And the takeaway is, is that you have to be loud. And if you're not using video, if you're not using social media, if you're not leading with these unique value propositions again and again and again, over and over and over, it's going to be lost. It's going to be lost on people because they're not going to remember it. So I think you have to have your message and you have to repeat that message frequently over time in order to be effective. Yeah, that was good. You know Super how you good. can be loud if you get good at it or you enjoy it. <laughs> well, and, and don't go wide, go deep, right? Like that's that, that's that whole nit, riches are in the niches. That's right, right. Take us, end us out, Jay. Uh, for me, it's the shift is a gift, right? Um, the market's definitely shifted. We're definitely going to see a lot of agents fall out, but um, find those find those niches. It's like what we were talking about, and go after them because and and be consistent because you will you'll get there if you're consistent and you do it over oh, yeah. and over and over again. So the shift is a gift. Go get it. I like so it. Got- Cool. Well, thanks, guys. We appreciate you for tuning into this podcast. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and then also, if you would, are enjoying this content, make sure to give us a review, right? That's how uh, so many other people are going to find out about this, and we would certainly appreciate that. So if you're enjoying the content, give us a good review.